as always, I'm Liz. I'm Mike. And I'm Gollum. Smeagol, this is Smeagol. He's happy. He's happy. Gollum is... doesn't smile like that. Everybody says Gollum, but it's Smeagol. This is the Smeagol version of Gollum. Uh, Brandon's on assignment. Brandon's on assignment. and He's uh, got to be on the ground by now, though. I don't know. He left at 8. Yeah. That was six hours ago. It's well, not that long of a flight. You know, flight. we're going to find out the time works in weird, strange ways in this episode because this episode we're talking about the Earth. The Earth has had its slowest day measured. Shortest day. Shortest day measured, atomically speaking. So that means we're getting into some atomic time. We're talking atomic, atomic time, atomic clocks. Yeah, and by atomically speaking, that shortest day was measured with an atomic clock. So that's, that's what it means, that's... atomically speaking, because we're using yeah. atomic clocks to yeah. measure time. Yeah. Which I was... Uh, which, uh, be, this topic came about based on an article that Mike had, uh, read and then told me about, and then I read it, and, um, I was kind of blown away Yeah, I told you, like, the next day. Yeah. But I had thought about it, and I was like, you know, this might make a good topic, but it's, it's kind of a, is it kind of a short thing, so we need to expand it out somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, luckily that's why you're dropping the, well, dropping we'll the car happens. today. We'll see what happens. You know, might go just straight into the hangover. But anyway, uh, this is Cosmos with Cosmos. Straight uh, into the hangover. So, uh, what are you drinking? Um, I have to keep looking at the notes for my name. But um, it is, I am drinking, they will hold it up, the Glacial Isostatic Adjustment, which we'll talk about. I There's swim in it. What? You do want to swim in it? It just looks so pretty blue. So, it's an ice steam drink. But anyway, it has... um, All right. So, supposed to have regular vodka, peach schnapps, blue curacao, and Sprite. Curacao! However, we have no no peach schnapps. So, what I did was I just... just The hell with the vodka. Uh, I just went all peach vodka. Peach vodka for the vodka and peach vodka for the... um, uh, peach schnapps, um, and um, but blue, blue curacao with the sprite. I was hoping the sprite would make it a little bit, a little more gradient y. Mm-hmm. Like, there's little, a little, little gradient wider. from the ice to the Yeah, a little wider on top gray. and a, a deeper blue on the bottom. But cheers, got a nice, nice. little uh, peach flavor to it. Nice. Uh, well, I am drinking Laser Danger. Laser Danger. <laughs> it is mango sorbet, uh, white rum, lime juice, simple syrup, and some mango syrup. So, nice. And she made it. She made it. I did. I made it myself today. So we have a new bartender. I was my own bartender. Uh, but anyway, of course... Uh, follow us on all the things at Drinking Cosmos on Twitter and Cosmos with Cosmos uh, everywhere else. Uh, you find your media and your podcasts on the Spotify's and the Anchor.fm's and the YouTube's and the Instas and that's pretty much it. Um, and of course, stick around for the Hangover if you're listening or watching this later on. Uh, come back and check out the Hangover only on YouTube, as well as our short episodes called The Shot with Cosmos with Cosmos. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, a couple promotions uh, that we have to be made uh, to our uh, sponsors, uh, not our sponsors, uh, but check out the amazing art of Katie Davison on Etsy, Wild Ixia, 
You can find her Wild IXIA. Check out Ron Proctor's YouTube cha- channel or website, Mr. Proctor Show. He makes some cool cigar box guitars. He plays them. He talks about education, political commentary. Commentary. political commentary. He's got a fantastic mustache. Um, <laughs> okay. So check him out. And also uh, check out Jack's Planetarium, Rolling Bluffs Planetarium.com if you're in his neck of the. Are there woods? It's very flat there. Yeah, I would say. If you're in his neck and, of the plains, go, go in visit. his neck of the plains. And go visit. Uh, go visit. And uh, check out the wonders of the universe from uh, from Jack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in the meantime, while you're joining us here, we do have some rules. If you hear some dogs barking, take a drink. If we make any uh, Star Wars or Lord of the Ring references from this point forward, take a drink as well. I think Smeagol will get all blown out all of a sudden. Oh, because you moved him. Did I? Yeah, and so he's getting more sun. He was positioned appropriately so that he was turned so that he wasn't getting hit with too much <laughs> white. Aw, sneeze. Anyway. All right, let's get it going. On with the show. Let's start this. My drink's sticking to the napkin that we got here. Um, the Earth had its shortest day ever measured and it was measured that's the key word measured 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 in in recent since the 1820s in recent history uh and it was 1.59 milliseconds shorter than it's supposed to be or has been in recent recorded history holy crap are we dying now Well, you know, 1.59 milliseconds doesn't really, we, we don't feel that, right? But no. But we the thing is, that. is like, so the Earth, since the 1820s, mm-hmm. since we started doing this measurement mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. has been slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know about this. We know that the moon is slowly pulling away from us. The moon's really just dragging us. Yeah. Dragging us down. Literally, I mean, it's literally, because that's what's slowing Friction. us down. Um <laughs> And so the moon slows the Earth down. The moon, as a consequence because of the conservation of angular momentum, the moon pulls away because the Earth slows down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we know about this. But here in recent times, um, so on July 19th of 2020, um, uh, there was a record set for 1.4 milliseconds that the Earth spun uh, faster. Uh, but on June 30th, June, 29th. Uh, June 29th, um, it actually uh, broke that record uh, by point one millise- point, almost 0.2 milliseconds. Wow. That's, and, I mean, that, uh, it seems minuscule, but it also seems pretty significant because you wouldn't think that you should, in such a short period of time, that you would right. have. And there's now astronomers... I uh, don't have a full understanding of why, but they have a really good idea Ooh. of why, which we'll get into. Before we get to that, let's talk about how we're measuring time, right? Because how it's like the the capability to measure to such a small degree, fine degree, fine degree yeah. um, like that's not something like, oh, let me get my Fitbit timer out and start... <laughs> start measuring the length of a day i mean you need some really precise technology in ancient times people told time by looking at the stars and and measuring basically 
the movement of the stars across the sky and the seasons in order to get, you know, a 24-hour day, a 30-day month, that sort of thing. Or moon. If you go by the moon cycle. And sundials. And sundials and all these things. And it really... uh, And then you have the development of, like, mechanical watches and, you know, clocks that I didn't really think about how a clock worked before. Um, So, like, my family, we have this old uh, pendulum clock. um, And I never really thought about, like, that the pendulum was actually the mechanism of how it keeps time. That that pendulum, that swing, is a second uh, for it to swing. And that the that gravity, temperature, all these uh, just natural conditions will actually change that pendulum's ability to measure that second and then right. throw a clock off. Um, and and the way a clock needs to work is it needs to have this, um, needs this to have an oscillation. it needs to have an oscillation to set that baseline of basically like what a second is. Mm-hmm. And um, and so over time, people will develop different things that have better reliance of oscillation. I don't know what I'm like, I'm yeah, so with quartz. Quartz becoming the next step up. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh, like, I think it was the 1920s, I believe. Um, anyway, 100 years ago. Mommy, we can't see you. If you raise your hands, we're not going to know. Just, just chat it out. And then we'll see it eventually when we look at chat. It's actually kind of fun. <laughs> you can I can just see my mom in, in the recliner at home, just like, guys, me, 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 pick on me. Okay, that's that's, that's good. But she, that's good. she said the Sumerians started how we measure time, and we still use it. Yeah, was it, yeah like, was it a 24-hour day? I thought the Egyptians gave us a 24-hour day. Somebody. Somebody way back then. Yeah, those Asian ne- people. Neck of the woods. They started it, and then eventually we refined it. Yeah, so you can, uh, with a quartz uh, uh, crystal, you can you can get it um, oscillating. And um, it has a property of being uh, piezoelectric, is what you wanted to originally Oh, that's originally right. That was my original name. drink name. Yeah, but laser danger is fun. I like laser danger. And... Um, and it, that piezoelectric um, quality, when when they uh, vibrate, when they flex, when they bend, but really vibrating, which mm-hmm. is really flexing, but um, um, it actually builds up this electric charge, and you can send that out, and that's can drive. And that's your, what drives the. That, that's what drives your clock. The clock mechanism to keep going. But in the 1950s, um, and, and that that worked beautifully. Um, it still works. I mean, it's it still, still works. It's still something that is in a lot of people's uh, watches. You no, know, mechanical watches. And if you see quartz on the watch, then it uses that's, that's, what, that's it what it uses. That. And I didn't know that before. That if it says quartz, is because it's yeah. using a quartz oscillator. Yeah. So I didn't realize that. Um, and so in the 1950s, though, we really needed to really kind of really unify uh, timekeeping around the world. Uh, there's a lot of things that really relied on, on it with more with precise measurements. More of precise. Time. You, you had people traveling all over where the world became really interconnected. Uh, sm- yeah, interconnected and smaller. You know, trains, trains needed Planes, to get from you know one city to another across countries. You know, they need to have their times 
synced up and accurate. Right. And so in the 1950s, they started working on um, um, atomic clocks. Which is, I mean, first of all, this sounds like some sinister mechanism of an evil oh, villain does, building right? an atomic clock to take over Super the world. Super villain use an You know, clock, an atomic... Yeah. Or it sounds like something that goes on, like, a nuclear bomb or something. Like, it's the clock that, you know, the detonator to a nuclear bomb or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, they started working this out. And so, um, basically, we needed to develop quantum physics to be able to understand the idea of a quantum clock. Um, I mean, an atomic clock. And basically, uh, atoms oscillate. Basically, they oscillate. They oscillate in a very, uh, you know. This is my depiction of an atom vibrating. Yeah. You can't see it if you're listening on the podcast, but I'm just vibrating. It's freaky. Um, (laughs) And so they they oscillate in a very predictable manner. Mm -hmm. Um, And so technology got to the point where you could measure that and if you could measure it it could become it becomes a clock you can turn it into a clock mm-hmm. and um in the 1970s they actually met uh someplace over in europe i think but um yes they met and actually figured out what um atom they were going to use mm-hmm. um, um cesium cesium 133 yeah cesium 133 it has nine it's like oscillation frequency or whatever is like nine billion, billion something times per second per second so the higher your your oscillation factor frequency mm-hmm. then the frequency more a- that's the word. frequency then the more accurate uh, your clock can be and so like it, it's where where they um of course all of these things the quartz even atoms there are a f- natural effects that can disturb that but like for a, a an atomic clock using using an atom like this it could take um like two universe lifetimes to lose a second right lose was a it second, yeah. to lose a second so yeah so, it's going to be pretty accurate for a long time yeah so if, if they had started this uh these uh, cesium 133 atom clocks at the time of the big bang which you couldn't by the way because there was no cesium in the universe at that time oh, you need stars go boom when you start to go boom. but let's just pretend Let's just pretend uh-huh. there was one okay. little season. Just one. Just yeah. one little. Hey, I did it. I got made a big bang. Um, and so um, it would be off by less than a second today. Wow. That's crazy. Um, Je- Jack says, Harry Belafonte's last known be said, shake your atoms. <laughs> shake your atoms. <laughs> yes. Um, and so basically they u- they've been using uh, atomic clocks now. And a bunch of things, but... Um, one thing that I found interesting that I didn't realize atomic... Because I didn't really know... Like, I knew there were atomic clocks. I didn't know they were really used for anything. Like, I thought they were just, like, part of experiments or just something fun to do. Like, oh, let's, we're keeping super accurate time of the Earth or whatever. Um, but uh, GPS. GPS relies heavily on the use of atomic clocks because if... Um, because they are, they are triangulating locations... And if they're not synced up, if they're off by just a second, then like if you're using Google Maps, the, your positioning will be off by 300 meters. Yeah. I don't know it, that is in feet. <laughs> it's, all right, it's three football fields. But roughly, you, it would actually be but, a significant distance that you're off. Right. But it is if it's off by like a microsecond. And so that time is the key part there. Yeah. And so if 
if the signal is off by a microsecond, microsecond. you're off, you're going to be off by, um, by three football fields. But if, um, if they did not have atomic clocks, um, you would be off by something. What did they say? It was something like, uh, Six miles or... yeah, but it had, it was something, I can't remember, um, the length of time. It was something, it was less than a second, mm-hmm. uh, or me, I think. I think it was less than that, whatever it is. But um, at the end of the day, your position, you would be six miles off from where you off were. Off where, where you should be. Right. Where you should have been. Like, um, that's significant. Like, we couldn't have GPS working without a, atomic clocks. Exactly. Um, and so they're using these atomic clocks to measure the rotational speed of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom asked, where does her Fitbit fit in? I am sure. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it uses it, GPS. It uses but, GPS, so you know it's relying on those GPS satellites to use have, their atomic clocks that have the atomic to clocks. triangulate, uh, you know, where you are in your run. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know how Fitbit works <laughs> in, um, to all this. But anyway, so on July 29th, they measure um, that the Earth is 1.59 milliseconds faster in its rotation. Um, you know. Um, to put that in perspective, 70 million years ago when dinosaurs were around, the day was 23 and a half um, hours long. So we've known that it was slowing down, mm-hmm. um, uh, but now it's speeding up. And if this trend continues, um, we, we've been adding leap seconds every so uh-huh. often. If this trend continues, we might have to take away a second um, <laughs> just to make everything sync up. Uh, and that would be in the next uh, three to four years yeah. that we would need to it- do that. Yeah, like, because it's not supposed to, it's supposed to keep slowing down. Yes. Based yeah. on, it, like, the Earth should just be slowing down because of the dragon moon and all this stuff. So, like, it's not supposed to be speeding up. So there the has to be a cause. Why. Which, why. which, this is what I was like, wow, this is interesting. And this is, and the why is kind of like a, something that I don't think most people would even think about as an yeah. effect so um, yeah so um think uh, just for a moment i want you to think about i know there's only two data points but think about the the record is june 29 2022 mm-hmm. the previous record was july 19 2020 what do those have in common they have in common that they're in the summer months mm-hmm. for the northern hemisphere it's hot it's hot it's getting hotter and these are in recent times. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think that the reason why that the earth is sped up is because of climate change. Now, just think about that for a second. Think about it. The shit we're doing is not only affecting life on this planet. It is affecting how fast the earth spins. So, now before you go, what? Why? Why is that happening? Uh-huh. Let's talk a little bit about the Earth. The Earth is actually a little bit wider than it is tall. It is an oblate spheroid. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So it's a little bit wider than it is tall. Um, And um, basically at the poles, you have the polar ice caps. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ice is heavy. Mm -hmm. um, And so what that does is it pushes... um, it's basically it, it, pushing down. It helps create that obliqueness. That yeah, it helps create that obliqueness. Out. So, what is, what is happening now is 
that ice is melting extremely fast. Mm -hmm. And so it releases that weight on the poles. And so the poles actually, they, they, get, they get higher? Is yeah, right so we're so, kind of like, you know, it's, it makes the earth less oblate. Yeah, it makes the, the earth less oblate, which moves that center of mass mm -hmm. closer to the actual center of the yeah. earth. And it is like a ice skater that is mm -hmm. spinning when they have their arms We've out. We've all seen that. And then they put their arms in and it goes super fast. You're yeah. like, oh, gosh. Yes. Um, and it is It's because it's most likely because of climate change. Wow. I mean, that's crazy to think about that. Yeah. That just the melting of just an enormous amount of ice that is not supposed to be melting uh, at the rate that it is. Right. Um, is actually speeding up the rotation of the Earth. Yeah. And, you know, what we have known about with that um, melting of the ice is we, we have known that um, that the poles were going to get higher. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we've known about that because the ice melts, it releases that weight, the poles get mm -hmm. higher in elevation, and that water goes down, mm -hmm. and it doesn't really affect the coastlines of the North and South Pole, it affects the coastlines near the equator. Mm -hmm. And so, because they go up and down, the poles do, yeah. uh, they go up, um, and all that water gets, you know, basically kind of pushed towards the equator. And that's why all these little islands in, near the equator are really fucked um, uh, because of it. But it's not an even distribution when the ice melts. No. These poor... Island nations around the equator are affected more than the than the countries near the poles. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that they ever really thought about um, that the Earth was going to spin faster. Yeah, like that. When I was reading the article, I was like, I never would have thought that climate change would affect the Earth in that way. You know, like you think about it affecting the storms and sea levels and that kind of aspect of it, but not the actual physical movement of like, the entire planet. Exactly. You know, and your mom Other, otherwise, otherwise it could be just as Jack says, this is the only other reality that could be happening uh, is that millions of frat boys went out and fired in the same direction and they sped up the earth. That's the only <laughs> other plausible explanation other than climate change. <laughs> and I can see them doing it. Oh, but they'd have to be American. It's really only American ones, I think, would do that. Maybe, maybe some UK ones, actually. No, it's the American ones. But uh, my mom asks, how do they know from the Jurassic area that the Earth is going uh, oh, faster? Um, you can look at the fossil records. Uh, the fossil records, like, there's fossils. Uh, I think you look at, like, various animals. They lay down, mm -hmm. um, like, a certain amount of their shell or whatever mm -hmm. every day. And you can actually, uh, you can measure that type of uh, the Earth's rotation based on that and and other things. So it, I mean, it's all based it's all based in science, and it's not. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. And also, you can look at um, just how just the formation of the solar system and how other planets are rotating, and then. Have, you know, with the mass of the Earth, the mass of the Moon, and how much drag it can pull, and then it kind of subtract backwards in time when the Moon was closer, and how much then, how much drag it would have, and kind of. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. So I mean, you can make you can make predictions based on just the physics of the of the situation. 
Contextual um, physics. Yeah, and then you know you start comparing that to like fossil records and um, <laughs> the records and and rocks and stuff <laughs> like that and. You okay? I just went like a hair that was like sticking to my nose and tickling me. Um, and and you know, looking at the like looking at rocks is how we can find out, you know, that the Earth's magnetic field flips, um, and all this kind of and stuff. And so how so. looking at rocks is how we know that like Mars had water in the past and mm-hmm. was you know. There's a lot of shit you can like. There's a lot of stuff you rocks, can figure out. Rocks, man, rocks are key. Yeah, yeah. Rocks are key, really, I mean, just looking at just elements I don't, I don't know stuff. if I'd want to be a geologist, but, you know, the rocks are, no, are kind of cool. I do like looking at strata. Like, when we're driving and we see, like, the strata in the, you know, in the mountains and stuff. Yeah, it's I, like, I like looking at strata patterns. I like, like to see the strata that just it goes, like, up. Yeah. Because you, you know this. some shit happened uh-huh. to make that strata go instead of, like, uh, uh-huh, horizontal. That it's uh-huh. like at a like a severe yeah, like the angle. The color changes, and you yeah. know these were like different periods of time. Anyway, I mean rocks are pretty fascinating. Um, my mom, my mom says, does the effect does that affect gravity? I, or rotating faster, which I no. would think it's not because no. gravity is it's, based it's on mass. mass. Gravity is based on the mass of the planet, so it doesn't matter. Like if I spin faster, I'm not gonna weigh less. <laughs> be if nice. I spin faster on Mars, I will weigh a little. Because Mars has less gravity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it won't affect the gravity. But what? Um, but what? Unless you're at the pole, mm-hmm. and then there will be a little bit of a gravity change. Oh, Having you're a little bit further, said that, you're a little bit further from that center of yeah, gravity. Yeah, it is not much. It oh yeah, it's, it's, it's minuscule. It's very minuscule. It's very minuscule, I mean, like, but it will be. I mean, one point five milliseconds is not something we're noticing on a. <laughs> And and remember, it's it, it, that is just one day. It doesn't mean that it's consistently one point five nine milliseconds shorter. Mm, that's a good point. So, um, you know, is the Earth spinning, uh, uh, speeding up? Possibly. Um, uh, climate change is going to remove a lot of ice from the poles mm-hmm. um, in the next hundred years. So it'll be really interesting. It's it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, and there's just so much evidence for it. Yeah. I don't see how anybody can put their heads in the sand anymore. Yeah. And I'm really glad that, that like, people are starting to call it climate crisis. Because that's exactly that's what, what it's it is. Becoming. Um, I, what, like, how long, um, I don't know how to ask this question. Um, like, at what point does the earth slow enough where it actually affects where it actually affects us and ecosystem because there's a lot of species that rely on the constant like the cycle that we have the day night cycle the rotational period of the earth and you know uh, you know agriculture and all that kind of stuff right i i would think that um the time, the timelines we're talking about are, are very long. Are and possibly so, not ones that we would we could maybe yeah, survive so, through. And so evolution has plenty of time to work out the details. Adapt. To adapt to, to it. Adapt. And um, but evolve. To evolve. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see. Like it'd be it'd be really cool to come back. 
3 billion years from now before things get really hot and see how life is adapting to mm-hmm. you know the the longer days it could be a much longer day mm-hmm. so. um it says uh she was thinking once it speeds up it stays at that rotation rate so it sped up then slowed down to where it, it usually is yeah it's going to have to slow down it's mm-hmm. going to have to slow down i mean cuz it is it is losing that uh losing that ice but um you still also have the factors of like the drag from the moon and and all that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going. So that's it's going to be. It it seems like it is like something that is variable. Yeah. Based on conditions. I mean, if we right. if we completely lose our polar ice caps, which oh, is bad news bears. So so that happens. So the record was June 29th. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, um, um, what's the next day? June 30th. Um, came in a little slower mm-hmm. um and it's it's been slower than that ever since mm-hmm. but um it, i wonder if then there was like oh that day you know it was like the culmination of a of just a massive ice loss you know yeah because because then... they do i mean this is the time we're setting records or uh, ice loss and ice in, loss. in yeah. greenland and... so it could have been like there was a massive amount of ice loss that day you yeah, know, and it affected things. And so it then it showed in that atomic time measurement. Yeah, so it, um, um, you know, the thing is, is like... Oh, you got an ad? An ad played during our video? Wow. I didn't know that happened. Okay. Wow, that's weird. Um, okay, hey. Anyway, so where's our money, YouTube? Give us our money. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. It, I mean, we're losing ice. We have um, magma that's moving around. The molten core is kind of moving around. Sloshing. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this magma and molten core stuff is already kind of accounted for. Yeah. So it, this ice loss yeah. is what is yeah is is what kind of maybe pushes it over mm-hmm. the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, again, this is just kind of what they. Are really leaning towards the yeah. possibility. I mean, it makes sense. It it's, makes perfect sense. And I don't see that. I mean, I really don't. Other than the frat boys, Jack, I don't see what else could contribute to such a degree of of Super time speeding up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> I, I you know I I am actually now interested. And maybe tracking this. Mm-hmm. So, there, there's... Alright, so I did some science this week with Skittles. He did. He got a bag of Skittles. And actually did some math with a measurement in a shot glass. Yeah, and I, I found out my that my uh, calculations were spot on. Math works, everybody! Yeah, so I was really happy about that. But anyway, uh, I had, there's a few health things I have to track, but... Um, it might be kind of cool to just like kind of track mm-hmm. this and see how how it's going. Well, I just find like I, the the concept of an atomic clock, and even the concept of like you're uh, really fascinated by the atomic clock. Yeah, just like deciding because what a this is the one is. thing that's really latched on about with this story. <laughs> the atomic clock. It's the atomic it. clock. Yeah, and it doesn't. An atomic clock doesn't look like a normal clock. Like it doesn't look. Like it doesn't have hands and, and ticking away. It's a bunch of lasers. It's laser danger, the everybody. One. The, modern the modern one. one yes. The modern, the modern one. one. Yeah. yeah. And by modern, I mean 
the 2020 and not the 1950. So the most the most accurate atomic clock is at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Right. Uh, from a group called NIST, which I can't remember what the acronym stands for. National N I S T. National NIST. Institute of Standards and something. Time? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But NIST, and so they have the most accurate atomic clock. Well, do they use? What do they use? Cesium or? or... They weren't using cesium. No, they, they, they weren't were using, using cesium. They, they were, were using, using something else. Strontium. Uh, strontium is what strontium? they were using. Strontium. Okay, so they were using a different atom to oscillate, and it's like, it's like you. It, it, and and in the in the video that we watched that actually highlighted this specific atomic clock, um, like you could show like the, the you saw like the it was like millions of atoms of this of a strontium, a, a strontium uh, that was like little like blue, and then you have just all these fucking lasers going through these lenses and and being redirected and all this. It's like this crazy <laughs> contraption. That its sole purpose is just measuring time. Yeah, so the lasers, what they do is they stimulate the, the strong. Yeah, atoms. so it gets that oscillation. It gets the so oscillation. So it creates that energy at, to vibrate it at that certain because frequency. You, yeah, you, it has, that's the word. It has to be frequency. at a very key certain frequency. Uh-huh. Because, you know, and, and, and those those oscillations, they can degrade. And so the, the, the lasers will add that extra energy yeah. to keep it. To keep it going, to keep it at that rate, to, yeah, to it, keep it on track, on it, time, to keep it on time. It, it's a self-correcting um, uh, system. It's a feedback loop. Yeah, it's a it's feedback, a feedback loop. loop. It's a it's a self it's a self-correcting system. So if it gets if the if the oscillation gets too slow, the lasers immediately make it a little bit higher, mm-hmm. um, and then you know drop it back down. But the lasers basically lasers have a specific frequency mm-hmm. so once you start hitting them with that laser and you get that frequency mm-hmm. you're basically yeah, you're it's, pre- it's predictable it's it's a set thing you know and yeah. so it's just it's crazy that we've first invented figured out how how lasers Quantum are mechanics you know and then we're like hey let's take millions of atomic particles of an element and vibrate them and we can tell time with it. It's a bruise. I ran into something. I don't remember how that particular one happened. <laughs> Sorry we broke down the show. <laughs> I have bruises just everywhere because I bump into things. Yeah, I, I mean, bruise easily. Katie knows. <laughs> lasers, uh, you can't have... Uh, if, if there's any proof that quantum physics works... Lasers? Lasers. Lasers. La- you can't have... You lasers. can't have lasers with a Newtonian way of looking at the world. You have to have quantum physics. Um, and, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's insane. And I am really loving that you have latched onto atomic clocks. Yeah, it's just, it's, you know, because I, I guess, you know, really, <laughs> you see Katie knows bruises. Um, I guess atomic, like, talk about atomic clocks Um it just for me in my mind and just whenever I like her, it's always been like kind of like a science fiction esque mm-hmm. thing, like not real or it's something that's like very like it's not. It does. It sounds and, very futuristic. Yeah, and it's something that's not like you. Like it's not. It's not like a used thing. It's like a flight of fancy or just like yeah. you know, all right, we have an atomic clock and we're doing experiments. You know, but it's actually something that is necessary to our way yeah. of life. 
And us being able to function as we do now in the technological world that we've developed. Um, and it's just crazy that they, that we can tell time just by vibrating shit we can't see. I know, right? Uh, yeah, and obviously in our everyday world, we don't. Okay, let me, all right, let me phrase this. Uh, let me rephrase this. In our everyday world, in the contraption that we have on our wrist, we do not need the the um, precision that atomic clocks will provide us. Mm -hmm. um, no, we don't need to know. But <laughs> I'm late. I'm late by 1.59 milliseconds, everybody. <laughs> yeah. God, oh, shit. It's the Earth's fault. Um, yeah, but in science experiments now. We do need this. Yeah. CERN needs it for bumping, for their experiments. Bumping, bumping those, bumping those, uh, protons, those together. protons together. They, got, they, need a they need to time that pretty fucking perfectly. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we do need it for GPS, but in science experiments now, atomic clocks, atomic clocks generally are pretty, really quite useful because of the precision that it gives us on time. Mm -hmm. And what has been really helpful also with atomic clocks, uh, you know, starting when they first started making atomic clocks, was being able to understand time dilation mm -hmm. um, with Einstein's general theory of relativity, where if you are, you know, higher in altitude above, you know, further from the center of gravity, time actually slows down, speeds up, slows down, speeds up. Um, it it speeds up the it speeds higher, up, the further away. The further away, time speeds up. And they were able to actually measure this incremental difference yeah, so, just by putting an atomic clock on a plane yeah. and having one that uses the same element of oscillation so they should be in time with each other. Oh, yeah, no, they one, are. One, they they are, completely are. But on sea level, they noticed that uh, the sea level one, the one that was on the plane, ended up ticking just a bit. I say ticking lightly. There's no actual ticking. But, you know, faster than the one at sea level. Right. So, all right. So there was a lot of stuff going on with the plane. Uh, but in the 1970s, in the 1970s, um, these two, um, these two physicists got two atomic clocks mm -hmm. because you never just do one, ex uh, one measurement. You, you, you gotta two. have multiple data points. So they had two, they put two atomic clocks on a, a like a 747 or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was like a Pan Am flight and they, and they flew, they're in like suit and ties As when they're. Of course they are. It's the Meanwhile, the I'm, I'm going to be in my, like, you know, fuck Nazi shirt. And... <laughs> You're going to be in your airplane clothes. You're going to have comfy yeah. airplane clothes. Um, and so it's uh, they, they flew it. And there's two things that go on with this. First of all, you're moving pretty fast. Okay, and relative to our everyday experience mm -hmm. um, in this plane. Uh, very slow compared to the speed of light. But the atomic clock is actually able to... Uh, measure the time dilation for that speed. Um, but also atomic clocks can be used now to where, to where we can measure time dilation just by moving an atomic clock a up centimeter. at one centimeter. One centimeter above another atomic clock. It can measure that time that difference. That time dilation. So when, um, when, when you're at sea level, Time moves at a different rate than if you're on top of a mountain. So, like, we're, our time is moving ever so incrementally slower than 
say uh, someone at sea level. I don't know. I okay, no, place. you got it backwards. So uh, our faster, time, faster, yes. faster. I still, I can't. I my brain can't wrap around time at all. Like it doesn't. <laughs> like this doesn't. I can't. I just even thinking about if you're moving at the speed of light and your time moves so much slower for you um, that it almost seems like it's not moving. Like I can't, I can't. Right. My brain is like, I don't have any contextual basis for this, so it can't really resolve it. Like it doesn't make any sense, even though it it works. It's a thing. We should do a show on on relativity and time, but all right. That's what so, we're doing right now, basically. Well, yeah, but we're, <laughs> all right. So um, for us here um, in in South Ogden, in the beautiful American Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. um, uh, we are something like forty five sure. five thousand feet uh, above sea level. Um, so we'll, let's just say five thousand feet above sea okay. level. So time moves actually faster for us than it does for somebody at the beach in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but if you're in Hawaii, you do want time to move a little bit slower. Yeah, you so this is do. this is what I suggested to Liz today was that <laughs> Monday through Friday, up until three o'clock, because uh, that's when I get off generally work but um we put a <laughs> clock as high up as we possibly can um so that it moves faster so we can get through the work week put our computer on a shelf and then oh, i'm off now and then as soon as we hit five at three o'clock on friday we just dig the deepest <laughs> hole ever All put right. the clock in there it's like oh no sorry guys sorry, that's the wrong weekend i got point zero zero one seconds left before <laughs> yeah. i have to start work yeah, but, you know, it's true, and it's measurable. It's measurable. We can measure these things now with atomic clocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if, if you move a clock up one centimeter and time moves faster by moving it up one centimeter for gravity, gravitational purposes, um, in, in gravitational time violation, that means that your head ages much faster than your feet. Your head's older than your feet. Yeah, it's older than your feet. Generally, because your head's usually out above first. your feet. Oh, yeah. Outwards. <laughs> I said out first. Oh. How <laughs> <laughs> much alcohol did you put in this? <laughs> I didn't. I'm really not. <laughs> uh, this is just, yeah, this is so just who I am. <laughs> this, this really is it's a mind-bending shit. It really is it, mind-bending it is. stuff. Um, and, you know, actually, really and truly, we should do... An episode dedicated to relativity. Because it's really my... It's just crazy shit. So, you know, relativity... Einstein really dreamt this shit up in his head. It's a thought experiment. All he had was thought experiments. Yeah, thought experiments. And so, I had... um, I I had actually known about some of his thought experiments. Um, There was one... It's like, you know, I'm on a train. A lot of them involve trains... Wow. Because he would he would get off from the patent office and then he would take a train home, um, and so one of them was like, "Hey, if I shine a fast if the if I shine a flashlight, mm-hmm. um, can I ever catch up to the photons?" Um, and the answer is no, you can't. Um, short answer. But in this one, uh, I had not heard about this thought experiment, and this is the one where he 
where he figured out that time stands still if you're going the speed of light. Yeah. And it and it just made perfect sense to me hearing about it this morning was that he was on the train, he was looking at the the big central clock in Bern, Switzerland, and he just thought, what if I'm going to speed of light? What would the clock, uh, what would the time be on the clock? Well, it wouldn't change. The time would stand still for him going at the speed of light. I mean, there's other issues that you have to overcome, but... Um, getting to the speed of light. <laughs> getting to the speed of light. But not being able to see the clock anymore because you're moving at the speed of light. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but basically, I mean, yeah, time, time stands still. And he, he, he thinks this stuff up on a train. Mm -hmm. Then, then there's the whole rigorous thing of, I have to mathematically prove it right. because you can come up with shit. Oh, yeah. Like I can say, I can say that there is an all intelligent being that created earth on uh, created life on earth, everything. Um, and then you've got to prove it and also prove, prove it. it mathematically. And you got to prove it mathematically. you got to be able to make predictions. And by the way, that is a true statement uh, for some people. It is called intelligent design. Um, and so they, they try to put it on par at the same level as the Big Bang, but it's not scientific because you can't prove anything mm -hmm. um, just because of the way also, they say Also, I it. have immediate proof against that. Balls on the outside of the body. <laughs> not but... smart. Not intelligently designed for the amount of pain it supposedly causes. Oh, yeah. I mean, amount of pain, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, Jack says when you take a nap, you're sinking your brain with the rest of your body. I think I had that yesterday. I took a nap. Nicely synced. But then as soon as you get up, Jack, unsynced. Uh, immediately. And I let you sleep. You did. Thank you. Um, my mom asked, is there a way to check rotation variations of other planets? Um, well, we would have to put an atomic yeah. clock on yeah, I think <laughs> other it's planets. But, but we do know that other planets, we, knew, we know the rotation rates, and we know that, like, say, for gas, gas giants like Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune, um, and also the sun, they do have a ro uh, their poles rotate faster than their and it's equators, called differential rotation. Um, and they are also oblate spheroids, especially um, Saturn. Especially Saturn is poofed out at the at the noodles. Yeah, like it's like me. I'm an ob oblate spheroid. I'm working on that. I've done pretty well, but I um, here lately. But I'm an oblate spheroid. <laughs> I'm Saturn, everybody. Oh my gosh! Well, you got a ring on it, so. Uh, so, uh, for solar system rotations, uh, since you asked about rotations, uh, the sun's rotation is 25 to 34 days. And that, and that's a, that shows the differential rotation. So the 25 is at the equator, which spins faster mm -hmm. and, and the poles, then are, poles are, are slower. slower. Mercury is approximately 60 earth days long. That is a slow ass fucking day. Uh, oh, this is even worse. Venus is... 243 Earth days long. And that's for the, that's as measured by the stars. Uh, not by the sun, but measured by the stars. Its day is actually longer than its year. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. 227 days for it to go, or something like that, to go around the, uh, mm -hmm. go around the sun. Uh, the moon's rotation is 29.53 days, also known as a moon. <laughs> I will always do the joke every time because it's fun to say moon. But it's so fucking true. 
And that's that's where it comes uh, from. I know. That's where it comes from. Uh, the even mid- though even though only February on every, once every four years uh, actually goes. Hey, we're gonna do that twenty nine days. Yeah, get an extra day for you. Uh, Mars is very close to ours, twenty four mm-hmm. hours and thirty seven minutes. Yep. Uh, Jupiter is nine hours and fifty six minutes. The fastest. Uh, the jet gas transcend rotate faster. Um, Saturn is ten hours and thirty four minutes. Uranus is 17 hours and 14 minutes. Uh, Neptune is is 16 hours and 6 minutes. And Pluto, not a planet, but we'll include Pluto for posterity, 6.4 days. You know how long it takes for a trine to go around uh, Pluto? No. 6.4 days. They're tidally locked. Oh, that's right. They're tidally locked. Yeah. So, which I really think is cool. So, like, I, you know what is really cool about it for me, though, is, like, you're at a certain place on Pluto, you see it uh-huh. all the time, it's always there, uh-huh. but then you go on the other side of Pluto, uh-huh. and it's not there, you never see it. Uh-huh. Like, if there's, yeah. like, a little deer that lives You wouldn't lives know on it there. existed. Nope. You would never nope. know, unless you traveled to the other side. Uh, Jack says, uh, sunrise, sunset is a long song on, song on Venus. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, on Venus... Uh, on Venus, though, the, the carbon dioxide clouds are so thick that you're really not going to get a sunrise sunset. I mean, is no, it, you're, you're not, not gonna... you don't even, can you even see the sun through those clouds? You're fucking dead anyway. I mean, well, yes, uh, sulfuric acid rain, crushing atmospheric pressure, uh, 900 degrees Fahrenheit, like always. Uh, I mean, you're not surviving. Yeah, there was a story that I read when I was a little kid um, about, um, about um, Venus. And so, um, this is so unrelated to anything. I'm sorry, I'm leaving my mom. Well, no, I mean, it's completely unrelated. But, um, so the the story was about this little girl, um, who was so excited to be able, because the clouds were going to part, she was going to be able to see the stars, um, for the first time in her life, because it only happens every so often. Um, and she was so excited and these bullies put her in a closet and she missed it. Um, but it, I don't, I just always remember that story, maybe for the sadness of it, for that little girl. Never heard any story like this. Yeah. I don't remember how old, I, I know I was a kid, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a short story. It was a short story, but, um, yeah. And, uh, but it also shows, I think how we used to think Venus was, which was a tropical paradise. Um, <laughs> And it's not tropically as, deadly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> my mom says, "Would I be younger on Venus than longer to get my my birthday?" Well, no, its year is shorter than our year, Mom. Yeah, uh, and so you would have more you, birthdays, but uh, time would go just a little bit slower. I mean, mm-hmm. faster? No, oh, it's less gravity. It's it less would go gravity. a little faster for you. Yeah, so if you want less birthdays, you want to go like to okay. go to Mars, Venus. Go to. Or, I'm not Jupiter. Venus, Jupiter. I never have it. What's a? I don't know where you're going. I don't remember the, the orbital rates of all the planets. Oh, <laughs> Jupiter is about what is it like every twelve years? Yeah, so a birthday every twelve years. I I know I, I was when I was putting when I was putting the rotational rates. Unfortunately, though, your biology is going to have you age the same. <laughs> yeah, when I was uh, <laughs> like, like oh shit. <laughs> Um, when I was putting, when I was putting the, um, the rotational rates, I was like, God damn, it's been so long since the given planetarium show. I know. I, need. I know. It's like those, like, just like those little, like, 
easy to look up facts that mm-hmm. don't really stick in your brain because they're just kind of <laughs> that little stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, Pluto, I mean, the less mass, the faster time goes. So Pluto is really going to fuck you. Um, the ah, moon, but the less mass, the less you weigh. I, uh, yeah, so... Win, 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 lose. Lose, win. Well, it depends on it's, what you're it's a lose for. lose. It depends on what you're It's a lose lose. You lose the weight and you you lose the. Hey, but you know what? You do live to like 200 years old or something. Hey, no, actually, you don't even make a birthday. You don't even have a birthday on Pluto. No, you never have a birthday. No, so really. You only make it like I a mean, quarter on, way on, around on, and you're like, on Mercury, out. you get like multiple birthdays. You get so many. You get a birthday every 80 days. 80, 80 days? 88 days? Yeah, something like that. 88 yeah. days, yeah. Um, it, it, but time moves slower. I mean, excuse me, faster on the surface of Mercury, but you are deeper in the sun's well. So gravity well. And so maybe you're getting a little boost from the, maybe a little bit of slower time. From also, the sun. you're, uh, either real hot or real cold. So yeah. And there's no atmosphere. Um, so really, okay, the, the, skinny, it's not skinny. No, you still have the mass. It, it's just. It's just the the pull of the planet's mass is less yeah. on you. You still have the mass. You still have the same everything. So I look like this on Earth. If I go to Pluto, I look like this on Pluto. I look the same. Um, I just frozen to death. I'm frozen to death. Uh, so but the bore the really the bottom line is on. Uh, None of the other planets are gonna be great because you can't live on them and survive in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so, I mean, Earth is is in our solar system. Earth is the best planet to be on for habitability wise. Yeah, um, and but you know, I think this this one headline just this one <laughs> just it really shows. How much we okay? So, I, we, to be honest, we get overloaded on all the headlines and all the news, um, and it's never good news anymore when, when it comes to the climate. Um, <laughs> no. And what really just fucking grabbed me about this was that the reason why they think it's happening is because of us. It's because of us. The shit that we've done. It's it's not only because when when we read articles about climate change, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be the first to admit that um, I read the things that just depress the shit out of me. Um, you know, Roe v. Wade, climate change, all the politics. You know, every now and then you just got every. This is an this is an amazing topic. It is. Um, and so you know. I've read all these articles about how, you know, we're basically have initiated the the next mass extinction yeah. that's going on. Yeah. Sea levels rising, California's all this kind of stuff. California's for a mega fucking flood. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, what, which one? What? California. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in the next hundred years, um, there are going to be mega floods in California that will um, flood out all of the Central Valley um, of California, which is huge. I mean... Which is... Is Massachusetts it? and Connecticut combined. As someone from California, Central Valley is making flood. Wow. <laughs> but I've never Sick. thought about this in an astronomical sense, where it is actually changing 
the rotational speed yeah. of a planet. Yeah, that's 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 huge. Even if it's like these minuscule amounts, I mean, over time, that's going to add up. Not in mm-hmm. <laughs> our lifetimes in any way, shape, or form, you know. But still, to have that uh, that effect on an entire planet just because of just our advancement and technology and not understanding and 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 it take yeah. uh, you know you know oh great industrial age we can make shit faster we can we can we can make new things we can utilize natural resources and improve our lives and you know blah 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 and then the time it takes for us to go oh <laughs> oh yeah. wait a minute and then to course correct you know, our course correcting of ourselves is in itself a slow process. Very slow one process. One that is also hindered by our just innate human greed and and our own human issues that come along with being human um, and our societies that we've created. But yeah. that, I think that's what gets me is the fact that, A, we have come so far to actually um, figure out how to use atomic particles to make lasers and tell time while at the same time causing shit that sl- that increases the rotation of the earth when it should be slowing down because the moon like we we overcame <laughs> we overcame the moon we overcame the moon we overcame not the moon only, and it's not a good thing but i'm smiling about it not only did we overcome the moon we're like hey moon Go you're going you're going to come just a little bit closer to us. We don't want you moving away. Conservation of angular momentum. Yeah, the moon. The moon had to move closer to us ever so slightly for that one day. So, I mean, it, it's just it's just an amazing... The problem with humanity is that we cannot think... Uh, beyond ourselves? Beyond, yes. And beyond we today. what we want now. <laughs> beyond today. We just can't. I I don't know why we can't. Like I'll be honest, I can I personally mm-hmm. cannot think a generation ahead of me. I because I don't I don't know what the world's going to be like, and I just I just yeah, can't yeah, do it. The the best I can do is probably think maybe a year from now. Mm-hmm. Like the things that I'm doing now, um, how that will how that might play out in the next year or two. Uh-huh. Um, but that might be the best I can do. And I think that humanity, mm-hmm. generally, the maybe the best among us, maybe the city planners of the world can go, okay, maybe in about five years, this is what things are going to be. But that fucks us. We're smart. Humanity is smart. I, I know, I know. But we, we have been able to figure out relativity and quantum physics and atomic clocks and lasers uh-huh, and uh-huh, all uh-huh. And, and being able to land something exactly where we want it on another planet mm-hmm. we're smart with regards to that mm-hmm. but we're fucking dumb we're as hell dumb. when it comes to other things um uh, uh brandon has joined us but, oh, yeah. uh, oh yeah and uh he says he right. <laughs> i brandon has a real problem with time he can't ever tell it 
Uh, so I think we missed it this year for his birthday. He just had one. Uh, so next year for his birthday, I think we need to get him an atomic clock. <laughs> oh, and he has no excuses because that shit keeps tracked down to the fucking millisecond. So at the University of Colorado Boulder, they say this is the most expensive yeah. clock on the planet. <laughs> Why so? is it so expensive? We just need a oh, look. We just need a we we look. We need a little bit of uh, an atom. We'll get the cheapest atomic uh, atomic element. That there is on the market for clock making, and um, we get a bunch of lasers. They weren't even green; it. they were red lasers. <laughs> just hit it, and just you know, uh, yeah. Make sure to ring your thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go. We'll do a GoFundMe for this. Uh, Cosmos, Cosmos first GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> Atomic, Atomic clock, clock for Brandon. For Brandon. <laughs> so he so time. he can keep time wherever he is in the world. Yeah, well, at least he joined us. Um, at the end I, of this episode, before we go to the hangover. I I really hope uh, here at the end of all things. <gasps> take a drink. Wow, we've been really good to it. We're so much better with the references. Um. Yeah, I hope he took his Xbox so that we can help him later tonight. But well, he needs well, to. Well, if he took a Switch, we could Mario Kart. But anyway, that's irrelevant. Oh, shit, we forgot to take that yesterday. Oh, well. That's fine. Anyway. You're in charge of this episode. I know. Um, the moral of uh, <laughs> a Flavor Flav size medallion atomic clock for Brandon says so Best show I ever saw was a public enemy show. Oh, my God. They opened for you, too, of all things, in Columbia, South Carolina. Flavor Flav! And so it was, it was the craziest thing watching all these little people from South Carolina trying to figure out what to do with Public Enemy. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the show, they hang this, uh, this KKK guy in effigy. Not it a real guy. was, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't carry the way. Um, <laughs> it was the most awesome moment I've had in a concert. Just all these little redneck South Carolina people trying to figure out what to do with Flav Flav and Public Enemy. It was great. It was great, great, great. Best show I've ever been to. Bring us home. On that note, uh, the moral of the story is that uh, lasers can be used to tell time uh, by vibrating atoms. Uh, which is the coolest shit ever. And um, climate change is affecting the rotation of the Earth, and we should probably fucking get our heads out of our asses. Uh, uh, Governments of the world, really one main government in this one. Other ones seem to be kind of more on track. Well, you know, Um, conservatives, you guys need to get your hands out your ass. And, uh, yeah. Uh, So, uh, Follow us on all, all of the, the things. things at Drinking Cosmos on Twitter and Cosmos on Cosmos with Cosmos. Uh, everywhere else you get your uh, podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. I think we, we ought to talk about time Instagram, more next time. Yeah, uh, but now we're we're going to be heading into the the hangover shortly, where we do have a couple special things, some special uh, pr- uh, features that uh, we've been in, uh, producing. Uh, as part of our M42 creative uh, stuff that we do for planetariums. Um, 
and we're going to be uh, highlighting a couple things that have been recently made that are still in progress, but have been recently So join us. Made. So join us there. I think that's what she's trying uh, to otherwise, say. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, check us out. Uh, keep with us. And next time, we'll be talking about something spacey, I'm sure. Relativity. We- Relativity? Let's do it. All right. All right. Next episode is going to be on relativity. Mike is going to be having a a, a blast. <laughs> Relatively. Oh, okay. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well done. And uh, we'll see you next time, everyone. Thanks Cheers for joining there, us. Bye.